0: This week's Athlete Case Study is a triathlete of ours, Beth. Beth has improved across basically every area of every discipline of a triathlon in just four months of training with us. And since starting some good structure, we're going to go through some epic improvements, including a 30-watt FTP improvement on the bike, a half-marathon PB of 11 minutes. She just ran her fastest five kilometer ever at the back end of an Olympic distance triathlon. But... It's not just about the training, it's about your confidence in the execution, which we want to touch on as well. So, Dad, as always, we want to start with where was the athlete when they came to us and what was their level and ability like?
1: Yeah, Beth was interesting. Uh, She was not confident in her ability as a triathlete, um, as a bike rider, a swimmer and a runner. not confident enough to engage a coach. That's how she felt. She wanted to put that off until she felt she was a better athlete. And it was great that she reached out. Actually, her boyfriend reached out first and we, we started coaching him and she saw what he was getting in his program and she <laughs> immediately wanted to join. So... Um, so yeah, it's it's a really good story of someone who didn't believe they were a good enough athlete to get some coaching and uh, once she got some structure into her program, then her progress was, uh, you know, straight away.
0: Yeah, let's clear that misconception up straight away because that uh, we do get that a lot where people either say, yeah, we don't feel like we're at a good enough level for your coaching or any coaching and that is just absolutely not true. Um, and in fact, the earlier you can get some coaching and some structure, the less time you will waste, you know, because someone that was self-training like um, Beth and her partner was, um, you know, they're, they're probably just making too many mistakes and you, you're not getting the most out of yourself. And when you get the right structure and guidance and coaching, uh, you immediately start improving. And, you know, from April of this year, 2023 to August, um, it's just been a phenomenal journey. And so, yeah, I, I guess let's just go straight into um, where is she now, four months of training, um, take us through.
1: That point you made, uh, realizing when she would see what was doing in his training and and I think it was an aha moment for her to say, oh, is that as straightforward as it is? It wasn't complicated. It was a really simple program to follow. Um, And straight away, she had a purpose and a goal for every single session rather than waking up saying, what am I going to do today? I feel like doing this Um, and had no real um, rhyme or reason as to what training session she was going to do on any particular day she was training there's no doubt about that but it had no formality about it to get you know the best intensity or the best recovery or the best um, measure of uh, where she was at. And and one of the other things she's done very well is communicate how she's feeling. And there's been many days and weeks where we've adjusted her program because she just hasn't been able to feel well enough to do the intensity that I've asked her to do. And that's really been a difference as well, her getting to know uh, her body a bit better as to whether she can actually do the sessions for that week or that day and and be okay with adjusting down um, and then we've also talked about be okay with going to the top of the range if you're feeling good and not going way beyond that range and And of course knowing what her ranges were and that's something she actually really didn't have any idea about either, never ridden to power um, and not really raced uh, as a runner to, to pacing properly um, and really quickly she learnt how to execute in training in the ranges we set and how to had a run in the zones that we asked her to run in and then a couple of uh, you know fun uh, events such as park runs and some sea race triathlons where they were able to go and practice their execution and and not only 5k uh, park runs but uh, 10k races and half marathons uh, where we, we deliberately put her into in the middle of her training block so that she could experience uh, execution um, and I've got to say, she is really the A-grade student in really learning quickly how to measure her effort in training and uh, transfer that across to her uh, races. And she's done a great job. Uh, In fact, so great a job that uh, she shocked herself and gets so much confidence out of these events because she's going, wow, I can do that. Whereas the the pre-race discussion plan we have is I'm telling her what I think she can do and she's saying, I'm not sure I can do that. And, and as we'll explain later on this, this little video, the the times that she's been able to do, she hasn't believed it before the race and after the race, she has a completely different mindset about, wow, I can do those times and, and what, what more can i do next time
0: yeah that's absolutely a really really important point that we want to touch on i mean we'll just quickly go through uh, some of her results more specifically and on the bike an ftp improvement of 159 to 193 watts that's 34 watt improvement in four months and uh, anyone that starts a structured training program from no structure can expect improvement but not always that dramatic and that is a progression we see from a lot of athletes going on to good structure but i guess that's the lesson is once you get it, you will see that improvement.
1: Yeah, and as you said, it's not an expectation, but you you will improve because you actually understand how to ride uh, the sessions. Um, in the correct zones and your body will get used to reflecting on the power coming back at you whereas when you're riding to feel um, you're not sure you you are, f- you are riding as hard as you can but you're not sure whether it's actually hard enough or too hard um, so I think that exact training um, just by simply getting a power meter onto your bike and you don't have to be an elite athlete to have a power meter you can be a beginner and learn how to use the power meter properly which is what we spent you know the first couple of weeks doing just saying you know here's your number. We test you on this number. Um, train to this number. And she got the hang of it within three training sessions. And for someone who hasn't come from from using that information, she, she just adjusted to that immediately.
0: Yeah. In the run leg, uh, her goal was to break two hours for the half marathon. And she had a PB of two hours, 11 minutes. Uh, and just recently, she ran two hours and 30 seconds. So while she didn't quite break the two hours this time around, It's been a very short period for her to wipe off a whopping 11 minutes off the half marathon, um, which is just awesome to see. And no doubt she'll break two hours uh, very soon in the future. And one other point I wanted to uh, make was that she just ran uh, a 10K time of 52 minutes at the back end of an Olympic distance triathlon. uh, And at the very start in April when she started coaching, she did a fresh five kilometer park run time trial, and she ran 521 pace. And then on the weekend, the back half, her second half of five is at the end of a Olympic distance triathlon, she's running 520 pace. So she's around the same pace, what she could do fresh, four months ago at the back end of triathlon. I think that's absolutely outstanding.
1: Yeah. And another stat that um, if you, if the listeners want to hear, put it into a race perspective, uh, her last Olympic distance, which was four or five weeks ago, she ran 5.30 pace off the bike. And this weekend, um, and she actually won her age group this weekend, and I think that's one of the first times she's been on the podium, um, she ran 5.20 pace. Uh, so, 523 pace, sorry, so she actually improved 10 or 11 seconds per kilometer in the space of four weeks um, and her 211 PB half marathon, she got that down to 206 and then uh, in training and then 204 and then she, she got it down to just over two hours. So that progression happened over that period. And each time she she did a PB improvement on that half marathon and any of the other training sessions, it was just like, oh, I can do this now. And her confidence that she was getting, every time she set a new mark, she got Really good perspective and good confidence around her, her newfound running ability. And, and that's the thing that, that having, uh, feedback and analysis from your events and having the race plan discussion, you, you get to really have a clear understanding of what your numbers are in terms of power, in terms of running pace. And th- therefore, once you've done these things, you, you actually just get this new, inner inner self-belief and and even though we talked about in the last uh triathlon you can do these times that inner belief still wasn't there before the race and then after the race her text messages were far out i should trust the process i've done it again i'm passing so many people at the back end of the race my second half is stronger than my first half and you know I, i should i should really just trust trust everything that we should have you know that we did plan i should trust that more and it will get the outcome that i want and even more and i think i could run harder next time so all these things are coming back you know after the the event when you have such a really good race plan and strategy and you execute it.
0: Yeah. And I do want to touch on the uh, swimming because it's a really important point for us is that in these podcasts, we're not trying to exaggerate any results. These are all factual recorded data. We record the data of every single test, every single race that our athletes do. Um, and so we want to highlight any uh, good or bad result. And the swimming, the time trials have stayed the same. That's a really important point to make. We want to touch on what we think of that because... We don't want to put pressure on athletes to have to improve every single test because that just can't happen infinitely. You know, eventually, principle of returns will happen. But it's interesting at the start of the program how our swimming hasn't progressed. And from our perspective, we've spoken about this before. That is because we do not put a major focus on swimming, especially early on. Um, so for us, it's kind of expected that the athlete either might stay the same or slightly improve, just because they've got a bit more structure. Um, so I will say she did in all the time trials, she's remained at the same time. She did do a, a wetsuit TT where she improved, but that would be expected in a wetsuit and also in an actual race. She wrote, she swam faster, which um, is, is wetsuit to wetsuits. That's also a good outcome. But um, we're not trying to shirk that fact. Uh, but we will say we, we expect that to happen because we're just not putting the same emphasis on the swim training and putting the same time into it because at, earlier on the program, we do really want to focus on, on the run and bike execution improvement.
1: Yeah. And I make uh, that very clear at the start of the program. We want to maintain your your swimming fitness so that you can actually execute the bike and run, not as fatigued. So you still need to train uh, in the pool. Um, We want you to concentrate on your your fitness in the pool swimming sessions and we want you to concentrate on your technique. And because we're only doing a minimum of two sessions per week, the expectation is that that won't, that won't allow you to improve vastly, but but we know that an athlete like Beth has got so much potential to improve on the bike. And as a runner, if we spent the same time in the pool, we might get another 30 seconds or 45 second improvement, um, or even a minute. But if we, if we really concentrated more on the bike and the run, we might get, as we've seen, an 11 minute improvement over half marathon, um, and possibly a 20 minute improvement over 90 K on a, on a, on a 90 K time trial. So, so, you know, they're the things that we focus on because we find that that's going to be getting you bigger bang for your buck.
0: And so we always want to say, what do we change? What do we actually do? And the exciting thing about this is this was probably a very, um, you know, standard go-to style of training and structure for us because it's very easy for this type of athlete who hasn't had this structure before for us to come in and go, well, here's our, here's our go-to stuff that we kind of know works. And it really comes down to that, that structure, that consistency. Um, and we will give everyone the secret sauce because everyone always says, well, what did you actually do specifically? We will answer that in a second to finish off this episode, um, but that confidence thing uh, was there anything else you want to mention on that? Because you really harp on that, that you know, the athlete has to have the confidence in their ability to not just do the training, but then execute it on race day.
1: Yeah, and, and look, uh, our first discussions were, I don't know if I'm good enough for the for the training you, you are going to give me. And I'm trying to reiterate back to her that we're going to train you at your level. And if you come to us with a level of uh, 110 watts as your F- FTP and you're a seven minute per K runner, then that's where we start. That's So we test you at the start so that we can find out where your level is and you train to those numbers. And then once you realize that, it was like, oh, unreal. These are my training numbers. And as long as I train to these numbers, I will start to improve. And that's exactly how we did it. Um, so the particular sessions we did.
0: What are some go-tos? What do are, what are we, we look at in well, any kind of well, a standard training, training structure?
1: Well, let's run across the swimming. So in the two swim sessions, we, we mix it up to uh, a VO2-style swim session where there's lots of short, hard efforts trying to really uh, get the cardio system working where you're huffing and puffing. And the other session is more relatable to the event where we're trying to do some endurance swimming. So se- sections where you're doing maybe a, a 400 or 600 or 800 and th- those two sessions are really going to get you fit to be able to do the ride and run the way you want to. So that's the goal achieved there, and you may improve. On the bike, we want to concentrate on three sessions. We want to concentrate on getting VO2 sessions in. What does that mean? That means training at a intensity that's well above your threshold that you're going to race at. And so we're doing a combination of of those sessions where 60 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. Um, so that's going to really uh, push you to the maximum power number that you can uh, achieve and she did those sessions no no problem. And I say no problem they were hard but she got the range as she was meant to and the other high intensity session was training it around that threshold and, and trying to at the start get her strength up so we did some threshold training with low cadence um, and so that really started to get her stronger on the bike and then the third session on the bike which is the key one was the endurance and we grew that endurance session from um, you know, an hour to an hour and a half to two hours and then now she can ride three hours um, over that period so she's got confidence in her ability to stay out there longer and not fatigue and then we concentrated on getting her nutrition to to be involved in that endurance session so that was two ses- two aspects of triathlon that we concentrated on the and the run was being as consistent as possible and not trying to injure her um, so no intensity on the run but doing regular runs off the bike and doing some aerobic training and then the key one was her long endurance run which we grew from 60 minutes up to you know two hours so so it was very basic structure but but it had progression in it and it, it started at her level and her level continued to grow so we adjusted by testing her and each time we tested we readjusted her new numbers and so for, therefore she continued to train at the level she was at
0: isn't it incredible that with no intense running sessions just with that strength that endurance that hill work um the strength on the bike that translates so well you know you can have an 11 minute improvement in the half marathon that is just awesome and we'll read out a quote that she said after her latest race where she said she's just so happy with how much she's approved she even surprised herself with how fast she ran oh I actually read it verbatim so how she said it i felt so good especially in the back half so good catching people and getting on the hills I'm surprised how fast the run was considering the hills and i think that's just good indicator." Of um, the result, and you know, in terms of reward application, you mentioned it before. But she won her age group on the weekend—the nineteen to twenty-nine year old age group—and that's just a nice uh, cherry on top for to cap to cap off all this improvement.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you know, not being a person who's a podium. Um, experienced person, it's so much fun for her to to actually improve at that rate. And these are these are uh, not insignificant races, but you know you can only race who's in the event. And um, if you happen to be good enough, then that's great. And the point you made before, we at the at the start of most people's programs, we have to look at the athlete as a runner in particular and see what their experience is. If they come to us and they're very experienced runner, we will have some intensity in their running program. Because their body is used to it. If someone comes to us and they're someone like Beth, who's, who's not done a lot of races and not been a, a prolific runner and, and done a lot of kilometers, we, were, we don't need to start with any intensity and, and look at the results we got with no running intensity whatsoever. We've improved incredibly in all of her running times with no intervals. And, and all we've done is build her strength. And both of those have come from the ride and some of her running training, but there's no hard running sessions, no track sessions, nothing like that. We've stayed away from that so that she can absorb the load in her training from the other, the other sessions she's doing. And it stopped her from being injured. And, you know, even then she still started to get tight with her body and we had to reassess, you know, at the 12 or 13 week mark where she'd eliminated a lot of her stretching out of her program because she's so busy training, but we have to reintroduce that so that she's doing that as consistency as she is training
0: that's a great way to finish um it's a really good case study really good example of an athlete sticking to some good structure in just a four-month period and what can happen and i'm sure we'll be doing another episode on her partner ben as well so congratulations beth some great results so far we can't wait to see how it continues thanks for listening to another case study and we'll see you on the next episode